0: And listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. My name is Jackie Ford and today I have with me Fiona Lucas. Fiona is a wild, tenacious woman from um, Australia, a woman who has been involved in personal development for many many years and you wouldn't think it looking at her, she really uses some kind of special facial cream I think to um, to, to retain these youthful looks. Now something I've always loved about Fiona is her willingness to be, to just just be who she is. Um, Before the podcast started we were talking about the fact that you know our filters aren't working in in essence that we feel free and able to say the things we want to see without having anything on it. So Fiona is one of these women that I really admire because she lives in that space of just being, um, being completely and unashamedly human. So Fiona, welcome to the Soul Shift Series Conversations podcast. Thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. It's wonderful to be here. Very, very excited about the conversation we've just had, which we just said we should have been recording, um, and the one that we're about to have together. Thanks for
0: having me. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. You know, and, and when we were speaking earlier, Fiona, I wrote something down that I thought was really, really lovely. We were talking about the impersonal nature of life. Yes. And how wonderful that is. To settle into that space where you realise <laughs> that what's happening to you and for you just isn't personal. Can you explain mm-hmm. a wee bit about sort of what was behind that statement you made?
1: Well, I think one of the wonderful, wonderful things about this understanding is it normalises behaviour, It normalises being human. Nothing is not normal or unnormal or abnormal, whatever the word is, like everything, you start to see that everything is completely normal and nothing is personal nothing and I love that because to me that's the ultimate freedom it gives me the freedom to be me it gives me the freedom to be differently in how I turn up how I relate to others and um just how free I am to express myself as we were talking about before I'm far from perfect and uh, whatever that is and you know I have my own foibles my own frailties as George Pransky calls them and the fact that. I do not take myself personally, allows me to get over myself. It allows me to be more deeply connected with the people around me and just have more freedom to be myself.
0: Freedom to be yourself. It's a really strange concept, isn't it? Because we always have felt that we have had that more or less Mm. growing up. We've had this kind of mask of this is who I am right now. But in that that mask of who I am right now, for me, oh my God, Fiona, the masks I have worn over the years of who I thought I was, and in all essence, that, that was heartfelt. I thought, this is who I am. But I kept changing, and I kept evolving, and the masks kept changing, but the masks were, there was a, a doing behind the mask, there was an effort behind the wearing of the mask, in the... I am a mother, I am a wife, I am a daughter, I am a good employee, I am a, you know, a, a good coach. All of those labels essentially wear my masks. And it doesn't mean to say that, that, that I'm not okay at any of these things. I just don't choose to label myself in that way anymore. And I think one of the things that always, always means so much to me, Fiona, is, is the, the dissolution of, the label of mother, mm. in that I have three daughters, as, as you know, and I know that you, you have three, daughter, three sons and a daughter, is in that dissolution of that label, it has allowed me to settle into a space that my mother never settled into with me, that, that I'm able to just sit with my girls in soul-to-soul conversations. I don't feel as though I need to have all the answers. I'm becoming more and more aware of the fact that my opinions don't really mean anything and that I can offer advice impersonally and completely in an unattached way. And the difference that that's made to my my relationship with my, my girls is absolutely phenomenal.
1: Mm. Mm, that's beautiful, Jackie. Um, okay i couldn 't agree with you more there is you know as someone who grew up with a a severe eating disorder which I really didn 't get over until I was in my thirties mm. um, I was so hard on myself, so hard I, I sometimes I think back to that teenage girl and I just want to go back and tell her it 's okay, <laughs> yeah. you were doing pretty good, you know, but i was I was so hard on her, I had so much judgment around how she had to turn up, how she had to be, how she had to respond. And, um, what I have loved about looking in this direction is the freedom I have to be however I am in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate place of joy, self-compassion and love. You know, I was, I was in, um, Salt Spring Island recently and, uh, one of the things that Elsie Spittle was talking about was that for some people the journey is about letting love in. It's about mm. increasing our tolerance for love, and I really, really saw that there are so many ways in which we can we can allow that. And one of them, one of the biggest ones, obviously, is um, for me is. The concern I have for my concern, how the how seriously I take my judgment of myself, how seriously I, as you just said, I take my own opinion, uh, because when I'm more loving and gracious with myself, and I have the humility to look at myself and um, and laugh at my frailties, to to be understanding when maybe I could have done something a little bit better or a little bit differently. Yeah. That means I turn up in the world differently. And that really, really matters to me. I'm a lot more compassionate with others. I'm a lot kinder. I'm a lot Mm. more understanding. And it's incredible how much that deeply enriches our relationships. And as you just said, you know, I've got three sons, uh, one's 20, one's 18 and, and one's 13 and I've got a 10-year-old daughter. And parenting teenagers is tricky. <laughs> and, um, you know, what it has allowed me to do is get over myself in the moment, have a, uh, bring a lot more humour into the way I parent and uh, not take myself so seriously seriously. And that's done a huge amount for how well we all get along with each other and how well we communicate.
0: Yeah. and Oh, God, I love what you've just said there, Fiona. There's a couple of things, you know, about Elsie saying letting more love in. And I think one of the most Mm -hmm. impactful things I heard as well was Elsie saying, be more gentle with yourself. I mean, as women, you know, you spoke about it as, you know, a young woman, how hard you wear on yourself. Mm, mm. All these rules and boundaries that, that we make up, that we believe are so real and so immovable um, and are fact, you know, that we can't do this and we shouldn't do this and we should look like this. It's all of our shoulds. Yes. And when we learn that none of that's real, that it's, it's all made up. It's easier to become gentle with ourselves. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, it's, eating disorders. I, 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 your eating disorder was probably more to do with staying very slim. Am, am I right, Fiona?
1: Um, yes, it, yes, it was. But I think for me, it was also about control. Yeah. Um, because I felt in control.
0: Yeah.
1: And there was a few things in my life that I wasn't in control of at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yes, definitely staying slim was a big
0: part of it. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think, well, not I think, I know... Oh, gosh. When I was a, a little girl, do you know how when children get into their... into puberty, they tend to grow out the way before they grow up the way? They, be, yes. they have this of the, the puppy fat kind of thing goes on and then that that disappears as they become slightly older and you know they become teenagers my mum always had a weight problem Fiona and when she saw that happening to me in her mind she didn't want me to end up fat so what she did with me bless her socks and I hated her for this Fiona for many many years (laughs) oh god I hated my mother for this and and I mean I really hated her um Mm -hmm. When I got to that sort of puppy fat, that sort of puberty stage, my mother took me to a slimming club. I was 12 years old and she took me to a slimming club with her. She was doing what she thought was right, Fiona. I can see that now. But what it did for me, it created a story in my head about weight. Mm. So from the age Mm -hmm. of 12 up until the age of about 50, Mm. food has been on my mind constantly, mm. <laughs> you know, it's become this, this huge thing, you know, mm. and, and I was either binge eating, or I was in the verge of anorexia, or I was overweight, or, there was always something, and I've always been this very free person, very, very free, very few boundaries, you know, very open-minded, But see, when it came to food, Fiona, oh my God, the day that I saw the rules and regulations that I had Mm -hmm. around food, it was like, oh my freaking goodness. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cute? And like you've just said, it was always about control because I didn't feel in control of what was happening. But that's another Mm -hmm. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a very long one. Maybe we'll do that one again. Yes. Isn't it, isn't it? we have certain areas of our life where we go oh here are the rules and regulations and this is how how I'm meant to be and, and that can happen with parenting it can happen with food it can happen with relationships in fact one of my friends I was telling me about a coaching call he had with a couple and this this woman said to him she was a vegan and she said Oh, my boyfriend, he, he, he put meat in my fridge. He's compromising my values. And my colleague said to her, but vegan is just, it's, it, it's a choice that you've made to live your life. It's not who you are at your core. It's not your true nature. It's a choice you're making about how you want to live. Mm.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I love what you just said there, Jackie, about our true nature. Mm. Because when you see that, when you see your own true nature, and everyone's true nature is the same, mm. when you see that, that's the gold, because you're a lot more skeptical of anything that's not that. Mm. And I love that. I love that I'm skeptical of anything that I see that's not my true nature, mm. whether it be in someone else or in myself. And that skepticism is the ultimate freedom, because I know my true nature is love. Yeah. And when I'm not being that, which yeah. happens a lot, um,
0: <laughs> me too. Let's be real,
1: honesty. <laughs> it, I, there's so much more room for self-compassion. Yeah. There's no judgment around that. I just know I've just lost my way, yeah. which is the which is, you know, the experience of being human. We all lose our way. That's part and parcel of the experience, and I love that because I don't have any judgment around it. Yeah. And it's like, well, I just forgot who I was for a moment, and that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't get.
0: Sorry, Fiona. Yes, yeah, sorry, Jackie. No, and you go.
1: No, I was just going to say. I love the fact that I get the opportunity to remember. Mm. That is the true gift that we've all been given. We get given the opportunity to remember. And every time I remember, I'm so grateful now, whereas in the past I would have felt ashamed about the fact that I forgot. Mm. I would have felt like I had a long way to go, that I haven't really done as well as I thought I would, that I spent all this money on personal development and (laughs) fixing myself and making myself better and I really haven't made any progress, Mm. right? Whereas now... I just, it's what I love about this understanding and looking in this direction is when I forget, I get the beautiful opportunity to wake up. Yeah. And it's loving, it's a gift that's lovingly given to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: love that because I go, oh, whoops, forgot again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, that, that's, and that's the gentleness, isn't it, Fiona? That, that's the oh. loving of yourself, that, that when we're in that space where we've been given that invitation to see it, then you can have this sort of lighthearted view about it. Ah,
1: oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful because, you know, we're talking to women here and, and as you touched on before, you know, there's so many rules that us women have around so many things. And mm. when it comes to being a mother in particular, oh boy, oh mm. boy, we're supposed to be calm and patient and educational <laughs> and um, a good cook and, you know, so many things, so many things. And I, say, and I have so many women that come to me and when I tell them that, yeah, sometimes I yell at my kids. I'm like, <laughs> really? Mm. No, you don't. Like, yep, I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I'm not patient. Sometimes I, it looks like they're the problem. And mm. sometimes it looks like yelling makes sense <laughs> in that moment, right? And that's what happens. You know, and that's okay. You know, yeah. it's so much easier to clean a mess up. So much easier to clean a mess up when you're not beating yourself up about it, when you haven't got judgment around it. So much easier. It's done with ease. Oh. And, you know, it, it's, it's, we're at a point now, my daughter and I had a moment, just what day is it today? It's Monday. Sunday morning, we had a moment. We went from zero to 100. <laughs> and um,
0: as my daughter so and I do.
1: <laughs> so easy. So easy. Like, you've got no idea. <laughs> And um, I ended up yelling at her and telling her to get out of her own room. And she's like, "Mom, it's my room. You can't make me get out. Well, I said, well, right now I am. Now get out, right? And, um, and it, you know, we, we had that moment. We looked at each other. I walked out of the room. She slammed the door. And about five minutes later, she came upstairs. I looked at her. We hugged. And I said, "I said, wow, you got over that so fast. And she said, you too, mum. You've taught me that. You've taught me to get over myself. And I went, oh, oh. If you learn nothing else from me, my darling girl, that's like I'm so proud of that, that you know that.
0: Oh, Fiona, I absolutely adore that because I see that in my girls. You know, we go I go from Zen Mum to Tasmanian Devil Mum. <laughs> you know, in a heartbeat. You know? And and they, they know that about me and I know them yeah. that about them. And we know yep. there's a quiet space then we come together and there's no yeah. there's no hangover from it, there's no grudge. There's yeah. nothing. I share, share a wee story with you, Fiona. And, and the reason for sharing this is a lot of people feel as though this understanding that we're talking about the three principles, that we have to teach it to our kids. So we have to formally teach them about the principles. And I would say, oh my God, no, you don't. Um, my, my daughters have not been taught this formally, but oh, they, they, they amaze me daily with the wisdom that they have that they know is innate within them. And so, you know, their lives are changing and they're changing other people's lives without having this, a formal understanding of of the principles. Anyway, my youngest daughter, Lauren, um, was going on on a trip and things didn't quite work out the way she planned with her visa, which meant that I... Um, at the airport had to change her flight to get her back in 15 days instead of 30 And then I had, once she got there she got her visa sorted And then I had to change her flight back to get her back in 30 days instead of 15 So it, in essence her flight cost me more than it cost her <laughs> to change it But that was all done and I was, there was no drama It was just like, oh my god, you're going to yeah. meet your boyfriend Let's just get it done, it's not a problem yeah. Anyway, she came back and then the next week she went down to London with her boyfriend and she'd, we had just bought her a new contract, Fiona. It was a new iPhone 7 Plus. And she went down to London and <laughs> it was stolen. So so we had like £600 for the flight. And then we realised that the, the phone wasn't insured. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And I just said to her, you know, when she told me, I just said oh Lauren I said if it was stolen it was stolen I said I wish we'd got it insured but the guy who we were doing the deal with on the phone was pissing me off and I couldn't stand being on the phone with him any longer I'm taking responsibility for this um let's just I said I'll write it off as a business expense let's just get it sorted get you another phone it is not a big deal and she said are you sure mum? I thought, yeah. I said, you know, I said I could cause a drama around this easily. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. easily I could cause a drama around yes. this. And I could make you feel far worse <clears throat> than you feel right now. But that would not make me feel better. If I hurt you, I hurt me. And I'm not willing to do that. And I can see the innocence in it being lost. Uh, the, lesson, the lesson in this is, every phone that any of us have has to be insured so this doesn't happen again and later on that night she called me Fiona and she said mum she said, you didn't surprise me by what you did because I've noticed lately that, you know, that they are pretty calm about these things and we just deal with them, there's no drama she said but what I noticed about me was how I have things in my mind that I actively encourage to go round and round and round, I don't let them go And I, I, I felt in awe of her that she saw that. So how we are showing up in the world with this, this fresh, amazing understanding is having an impact. Because I, I know how my mum would have behaved if that had happened to me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful, Jackie. What a great a great story. And it's so, so very true. I do not have never taught my children the three principles. Mm. And in fact, if I ever tried to, they look at me and say, don't do that coachy stuff on me, mum. I'm not interested. <laughs> that would be the response I would get every day of the week. Right. So <laughs> there's no way I could ever, ever mm. remotely teach them. But how I turn up in the world yeah. and how I handle things not from a should and if you're listening to this please this is not a should conversation Mm. there's no shoulds here because there's no wrong way or no right way to do life you know I, i was i was just at my daughter's basketball game this evening and I was talking about the fact that we're going on a family holiday in a few weeks and how excited we are. And, and I am excited because the last time we went on a family holiday, my husband broke his kneecap on the first night and had to be ready back home. And so I holidayed on my own for three, with three children for three weeks, which as much as I love my children, um, wasn't as much of, wasn't quite the holiday I was expecting. So we were talking about that. And this one of the dads at the basketball game said to me, Oh, yeah, I, was just, I just caught up with a good friend of mine who's just come back from the States. And I said, oh, wow, that would have been a, a great family holiday. And he looked at me and he said, oh, no, we don't do family holidays. That doesn't work for our family. We want to kill each other. So he said, <laughs> I, holiday, I holiday with my son um, and I just spent three weeks with my son and I, perfect. And this guy was horrified. He goes, can you believe that on holidays of a family? And I thought, oh, well, to me, that made perfect sense. I was like, well, that obviously is what works for that family.
0: Yeah.
1: That that works for them. They've worked out what works for them as a family and good for them. You know,
0: absolutely. It's
1: it's it's all about, you know, you you seeing what works for you. And that's what I love about this understanding is people get an opportunity to to see what works for them. That's that's universal intelligence, that's wisdom, that's that's universal mind, gently guidingly, lovingly guiding you along the way and saying and giving you. that that ability to see what's healthy for you Mm -hmm. and it's very unique and very personal and very tailor-made and I love that. I just love that.
0: You spoke there Fiona and it's about universal wisdom or energy or mind guiding people. Now we've been talking about this understanding that we're calling the three principles in fact it goes by many names I wish it just went by the three principles because I think it would get out there in the world a lot quicker um, instead of all these different names that people have given it. Anyway Fiona, what are, the, what are the principles to you? If you were to describe what we are talking about, how, how, would you, how would you tell someone how they work? That's a
1: really great question. And I hesitate because it would the answer to this question would be very different depending on who is in front of me. Yeah. Because I'm very much, when I'm with someone, when I'm talking to someone, I'm very much waiting for what occurs to me that would be helpful for that person. So I don't necessarily have a one-size-fits-all answer to that. But um, one of the things I do know or one of the things that has really been brought to life to me more and more and more is that whatever words I use or whatever description is merely a metaphor or a pointer pointing someone in a direction where they see what goes on behind the scenes. It's so important that we understand what's behind the scenes because often what gets presented to us is confusing, it doesn't make sense, it's not applicable to everybody, but what goes on behind the scenes is very much applicable to everybody. It has a universal application. And so for me, the principles are really about helping someone understand what's going on behind the scenes, where their reality is coming from why there are days where the world looks bleak and there are days where the world looks amazing and how normal that is so for me it's like well I know that the mind only works one way I know that or every experience to me comes via the gift of thought that's how it comes to me and it's an incredible gift. You know, I often say to people, if I was, if I was given the option of, of really meeting a real-life genie mm-hmm. and to rub the bottle, a genie's bottle, and ask for three things, I couldn't ask for anything more perfect than these three principles mm-hmm. to help guide me through life. We have been so exquisitely, beautifully designed to handle whatever comes our way. And it's, and it's been so lovingly given. And I just love that. So for me, it's like, well, I've been given this gift of thought that enables me to make sense of my world. And then I've been given the gift of consciousness that allows me to see where I'm at. Hmm. It allows me to see, well, okay, yeah, you might have been a little bit over the top there. <laughs> yeah, that well done there. Oh, yeah, that one could have tweaked that one a little bit. I've got the gift of being able to see that because... That is the absolute gift because when I, when I get to see that I could have done something differently, that's called choice Mm. and choice is the ultimate gift. It really is. I never saw that before because I would go immediately go to the wall of shame. Yeah. But now when I see, Hey, you could have done that differently. I go, what a gift. I've just been given the choice because until I saw that I had no choice and with choice, I get to do whatever I want. I get to see, so, so consciousness gives me this beautiful gift of awareness It gives me greater choices. And the higher the level of consciousness I go, the, the clearer my thinking. It's like, it's like the higher you climb up a mountain, the clearer the air. Mm-hmm. And I love that when I go into a different dimension of consciousness, I, I am literally in a different dimension of thought. Like things at a lower level just don't make sense to me anymore at a higher level. So it's easy to create change because it doesn't make sense. Why would I do that? Why would I do that thing? At a lower level, it makes sense. But at a higher level, you look at it and go, why would I do that? It doesn't make sense. So it's this beautiful ease and flow with which I get to see life. And all that comes with that, my craziness, my schizophrenic thinking, my judgmental thoughts, every color shape of the rainbow that comes my way moment to moment, And the beautiful thing, and as someone who has been so self-critical, so hard on herself, Mm -hmm. um, I am literally at a point now where most of the time I couldn't give two hoots what I think. (laughs) I really don't. All I care about is the feeling I sit in. I'm very protective of it. It means the world to me. It's my greatest asset, my absolutely greatest asset. So um and then obviously there's this universal intelligence that's always got my back and what I mean for me what that means is I'll always get the thinking I need to handle whatever comes my way. It doesn't mean if I wish for a million bucks a million bucks is going to land in my bank account. What it means is that I will always get the thinking I need to handle. Life cuz life can be rough sometimes. Life can be hard, life can be shitty. I love that. I've been given these three gifts that let me handle life mm. i feel very blessed to have been able to see that because not everybody gets that opportunity
0: Thank and i can you. honestly
1: say sorry one more thing i just want to say i i am someone who grew up in a family that kind of lurched from disaster to disaster mm. and i never ever felt lucky And I feel so lucky, so blessed to have been able to see that. I I can't tell you. It makes me very, very emotional. So incredibly lucky to have seen that.
0: Thank you, Fiona. That's beautiful. I think when you said at the beginning, what I loved about what you said at the beginning was there is no one way to describe this. It is very much we talk about it the way that we're meant to talk about it in the moment that we're meant to talk about it to the person who's in front of us, that it's very much a soul-to-soul conversation. This is not an intellectual conversation. It is a, a conversation that resides in the feeling of life and the feeling of our true nature. And I, I am so with you, Fiona, when you talked about how important the feeling is Because that feeling of resting and being in our true nature, that feeling of love and clarity like you spoke of, being on top of the mountain, the clearer the air is, the more we actually understand how we work and how every other human being works too. So we're not just talking about our own humanity, but everybody else's too. We have this wonderful shared humanness that you know once we see how we work then everybody else every other sentient being in fact works this way too so there's there's humor in that and there's a lightheartedness and yes. there is a kindness isn't there
1: ah oh, so much so much kindness Jackie it's not funny yeah. I, I, I um it's it's extraordinary and compassion yeah and that's the ultimate gift to give another human being is mm-hmm. compassion because we all, we're all looking for that feeling, yeah. right? That's the feeling. We're all looking for it and we all look in different places and we all find it in different ways and at mm-hmm. different times and in different moments. And I have never met and I've been working in this field for 10 years. Um, I've never met a human being, and, and not ever where once they see something different, once they get the opportunity to see something different, they do something different. Mm-hmm. And theres i never met an exception to that. Mm-hmm. So there is an incredible innocence behind all of us that you alluded to before that mm-hmm. everybody has. Now, when you see someone else's innocence, and it's so much easier to see someone else's innocence when you know your own true nature, <laughs> you can see through yeah. everything that's not that. You see the illusion of it you see that it's just a state of mind thing not a person thing not a soul thing Mm -hmm. you see see right through it and that means you can be so deeply present and connected and you turn up differently in the world and i love the fact that i get to turn up differently i just love it it is the
0: greatest thing ever i'm just going to say it's such a bloody relief isn't it (laughs) Oh, years of oh Showing God, up the way you thought you were meant. <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> thank God, I don't have to do that. You know, it's it, 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 what you were speaking about there, Fiona. Is even things like you know, people writing you emails. You can actually tell where their state of mind is when they're writing the email. Yes. So instead of reacting to it, we have this wonderful invitation to respond with love and kindness. Yes. And I love that, you know, as as you know, as a you know a past drama queen, it's lovely <laughs> not well, hands up here, um, you know, it, totally to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lovely not not to feel that you have to sort of be like like you know a rock violin and go for somebody's throat. You're like, okay, yes, it's, you know, yeah. it's all good.
1: And as someone who's quite fiery, I'm very fiery. Oh, me too. And and, and I would always wish that I was a calmer person. Always. Mm-hmm. And when I first came across this understanding, I have to be honest with you, I I didn't calm down straight away. It was the one area that just was it wasn't happening for me. <laughs> it was still fairly explosive and flying off the handle and all of those things. But um, I just realised that something has just kind of crept up on me, like. You know that's what I love about going up a level of consciousness. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to fly off the handle. It doesn't make sense, and it's so easy not to do something when it doesn't make sense. You know, i i was I was sharing with someone the other day that because I'm in the market for a new couch. Our couch is about twelve years old, and it's been a great <laughs> couch, but it's looking a bit sad and saggy. And um, and I've been going into shops and and sort of explaining what we're looking for. And I went into this shop the other day, and this woman said. What kind of couch are you after? And I said, look, I want a five-seater modular because, it, you know, that's the amount of people in my home at the moment. It has to, if we all want to sit down together, it's got to seat five people. And she said, okay, great. So she takes me to this couch in the front of the shop and she takes me to the, I, I, I dare say, the top of the range. Mm. I guess you start off there and hopefully end up somewhere in the middle. And she said, right, now this is our five-seater. It has storage. It has this. And immediately I went, so my, re- my requirement was a five-seater. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. as a requirement then she starts talking and all of a sudden my requirement changed oh i've got to have that storage oh that's fantastic i can put this, 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 this absolutely have to have the storage and then she said oh and the backs the, the the head seat kind of tilts back and i went oh that's awesome that's a requirement i've got to have this thing that tilts back i've got to have one of those and then she said and then you can extend the leg out and i went oh, Oh, imagine if we could extend the leg out and the seat back and I could have all the mess in the storage. My husband and I could just pretend that we're in this really clean, calm house, which never happens. Oh, it would be really great. it would be really great. And then she said, oh, we've got this groovy thing where you can kind of shove these, these um, portable coffee tables down the side and you can swivel it in and out. And I went, oh, a portable coffee table. I've got to have one of those. So all of a sudden, these things that were optional extras became requirements. hmm And, um, as I left the store, my mind calmed down and I went, how interesting I went in there knowing what my requirements were, but then I got sucked into all these optional extras that I thought that became requirements. And I thought, isn't that what life's like, (laughs) you know, we, we, there are all these things, these ways in which we can react that are optional extras, but in the moment we see them as a requirement. And, you know, what I love about this understanding is I get to see that what looked like a requirement before is now an optional extra.
0: God, that's brilliant, Fiona. That's really brilliant.
1: And I just thought that is, like, for me, honestly, Jackie, I can say, um, because my speciality is in, in helping people build great relationships, before this understanding, if I was upset, it was a requirement for me to be in an upset state to express Mm -hmm. my upset to my husband. Like, of course, I have to be in an upset state to express my upset. How else is he going to know I'm upset? Mm -hmm. Like, that made complete sense to me. Now that's an optional extra. Mm. And I love that. I just love that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you know what I love about this understanding is the way people share stories and these great <laughs> phrases come out like I love that optional extra you know it's just like, oh I don't need to do that that's an optional extra that's that's absolutely fine and and I had a, a, a client Fiona that I did a three-day intensive with over in Northern Ireland and she wouldn't she couldn't come to me because she didn't want to travel <laughs> because she had a fear of traveling so I went over to see her and um we just spent, you know, a fabulous three days together. And as always, things start to shift for people. You know, the, the, especially when you do the intensives. And there's no hiding places for people. <laughs> so. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. They become my prisoners. And, you know, <laughs> things start to shift from... So she went from a woman who wouldn't travel because of a previous experience in the past to a woman who's just gone on a, a a trip that required a flight and then she was on a cruise for three weeks and you know just amazing but she, wow. she she booked this cruise Fiona and she called me about three days before she went she said oh Jackie i booked this cruise and and now I'm thinking oh my god I just want to phone up and cancel it she says can I speak to you I'm like yeah 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 let's have a chat and as we were chatting I'd said something to her and it sparked an insight and you know yourself. You can see and share something and then people go completely left field and they hear something completely different. that makes <laughs> absolute sense yeah. to them. And she said to me, I think we were talking about all we have is this present moment. You know, we're using this, this wonderful gift of, of thought to time travel. You know, we're either traveling to the past or we're traveling to the future. You know, we think we're on Star Trek or something, you know, and we're, we're flopping about from place to place. And we were talking about the past and how she'd had these old stories about the past. And she heard something in what I was saying and she said, oh my God that's like that brown coat i bought in the sales that i can feel regret about but it doesn't matter because it's over <laughs> and she said i've had a brown coat insight <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So so now we often talk about you sort of, you know, when we think about the past, it's the brown coat insight. Brown coat insight. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Love it. Love it. Beautiful. But isn't it lovely how we all have this gorgeous way of sharing and sharing what we've seen, but doing it in this beautifully human, relatable, loving, and funny way when we see, like, God, your optional extras, that's just going to stay with me. I think that's wonderful and, and and. and, and I'm sure it'll come up in a discussion sometime with full credit to yourself, because it is, it is, isn't it? The drama is an optional extra. The the rules and boundaries that we, we create for ourselves are an optional extra. The, you know, the, the arguments that, that we might have or the beliefs that we might have about people are all optional extras, extras to our true nature.
1: Yes, that's right. And I, I love what once looked like a requirement,
0: mm. you know,
1: it's just an optional extra. And really what I love about it is I could get upset mm. and that's okay. Mm. Like, yeah, maybe I will get the storage solution. If I do, that's fine. But it, it's okay. It's not a requirement. Mm. And that is so freeing. It's so freeing. And if I do get upset, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, okay, I just took up that optional extra today. I didn't see it. I, it. You know, it looked like a requirement in the moment. You know, that's okay. You know, yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh Fiona, this is all, as always, it's been an absolutely gorgeous conversation. Thank you for, for taking time out um, from your evening to to have this chat with me. And I'm really looking forward, Fiona, to having you as one of the guest speakers on the One Dot Global. Global online conference that'll be happening later on this year, the beginning of December. So it's sounds nice.
1: wonderful. Yeah, sounds very exciting. Good it's on
0: just, you, Jack. Oh, no worries, love. I mean, you were always a person I wanted to ask. It'd just be lovely to hear all these these wonderful female mm-hmm. voices together speaking about what they know to be true um, and helping others, uh, which is just mm-hmm. surely that is what we're meant to be doing in life.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't mm. agree with you more. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Fiona, how can people get in touch with you? And have you got anything coming up that you'd like to sort of let people know about?
1: Look, I haven't because I'm in the middle of my, I do a mastermind program once a year and we're in the middle of that. Um, and so at, at this point, no, I, I don't have anything specific coming up. I mean, I run meetups in Australia, but unless you're in Australia, that probably wouldn't apply <laughs> to you. But um, if, if people want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is through my website, Uh that's, that's the best way to get in touch with me and find out a little bit more about what I do and, and how I do it there. But my, my area is in is helping people build great relationships. I'm very, very passionate about that and, and uh, I think that's really, really important. Mm. Whether it be with you or others or whatever. So
0: Yeah, absolutely, Fiona. I think that's wonderful. And we will of course be looking to do um a Missing Link book club in Australia later on this year as well oh, together.
1: Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just started yes. You. <laughs> <laughs> we were just discussing before the call how I think I have early onset kind of some sort of dementia issue, but um there you go. <laughs> There's an example of it. Yeah, yeah. no worries. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's okay Fiona It's okay right. my, my, my brain is working at the moment I've not, got, Good. I've not done a full as day as, one, yet.
1: As, one of one, as long as one, one brain's on That's fine Perfect. Uh, Yeah,
0: And that's what you can look forward to in the book club <laughs> Yes Together we have a full brain You'll be safe Don't worry about it <laughs> So Thanks. thank you again Fiona Lots of love to you and your lovely family And um, I you wish lovely. you all the love in the world and all of the patience in the world to teach your son where the cheese is in the fridge. <laughs> yes, thanks, Jackie. <laughs> you okay, so much. Okay, cheers. Take care. Bye. See you later. Thanks. Bye. You could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every
1: I could.